Good morning. Good afternoon. Good night. And welcome to Jazzy Conversations. I'm Teef. And I'm Gigi. And we're excited to be here. Listen, thanks for checking in. Welcome to Jazzy Conversations. I'm Teef. And I'm Gigi. Gee, let's have some fun. Oh, hey. I'm excited. I'm always, I, you know, I, I live excited. You, you, listen, <laughs> I need you next to me because we always have great energy, yes, right? Yes. And today yes. I'm very excited because I have someone coming on that mm -hmm. I'm going to be working with in a hit movie coming out in 2024. I love that. It's going to be a hit. It's, it's already a hit. A hit. Right? No turning back. <laughs> Tar Wallace will be on within the next two minutes. All right. But prior to that, we have to play our games, guys. So you know that, right? G, you ready? You know, I, I'm, I'm trying to be ready, T. Here I am. I got Here some I am. games for you guys. Please, okay. guys, listen. Write in the comments. Make sure you share. Make sure you like. And make sure you subscribe. Very important. Give it up, G. All right. Mm. Mm. All right. Here's the first question for you guys as well. All right. What was the name of Boys to Men's first album? Boys to Men. Boys to Men. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? No. Ah. What was the name of Boys to Men first Motown album? Philly. Oh, good comeback. Good comeback, but no. Oh. It was called... You see you try to play me? Coolie High <laughs> Harmony. Oh, I did you No, I wasn't guessing that. Uh, no, I wasn't, I wasn't, I guessing, wasn't that. guessing that. Nope. <laughs> All right, here's guess number two. Okay. Question number two. I think they should have named it Motown Philly, but yeah, anyway. <laughs> that was a hit. That was a hit. Which group... Was the lead singer Cisco a part of? I know that. I do know. Which group was Cisco oh, the lead singer? I know a part this. Of? Give me a hint. Come on, Tiff. Give me a hint. I won't uh, get the point, but give me a hint. First letter of the group. D. Now I know a lot of people out there. Oh, I know that one. I know that one. What is What's it? Wrong with Cisco. Me? I can't remember. She has five seconds. Five, four, oh. three, two. I'm embarrassed. Okay, you know the answer. Drew, Drew Hill. Hill. I didn't know that. I knew Drew that. Drew Hill. All right. We got three that. more questions, Jason. I was feeling Drew Hill, too. There you go. All right. Go ahead. Give me the rest. All right. True or false? True or false? True or false? The song Candy Rain was made by the group 112. False. Okay. Candy Rain was made by what group? The name of the group was uh, So For Real. So For Real. <laughs> Now she want to show off. She want to show off. <laughs> yes, yes, So yes. for real, yes, no, no, I yes. Like to win. Right. I like to win. Now, here's a good one. Kay, I'm going to get you with this one, too. Very important, G. All right. Who was credited for discovering Timberland, Missy, and Genuine? Who was, the, who was credited for discovering those three? Yeah. I got a few of you guys out there. Some of you guys are going to get it easily, but. I'm not one G. of those people that will get it easily. Credited for discovering. Yeah. Timberland. Um, Timberland, Missy, and Genoa. I don't know. When I say his name, you're going to know because they used to say it. Devante Swain. Oh. From Jodeci. Remember? Devante, I he do. Had a group. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So All he's right. credited for discovering. Uh, Y'all don't understand three. the pressure. Y'all don't understand the pressure I'm under. All right. All Here's right, the fifth go. question before we bring Tara Wallace on. Dino, Shazam, and G are members of what group? Somebody rock and knock your boots. <laughs> <laughs> what group? What, what's the name? Because <laughs> I'm ready. I don't know. 
crazy. What's the group? Tell Dang, me the group. Nabby, I don't know. I don't well, know. I brought the you back on that one. Too many, too many nineties. There was so many nineties groups. We could. There was a dime a dozen. I can't remember. The name of the group was. H Town. H Town. Oh, gee, that was a good one. <laughs> that was me. That was my. They had those some were cuts. five good questions. Yes, yeah. those were good. I did not do well, y'all. We're not tallying scores this week. Gee, you did really well. <laughs> Listen, we have an amazing show for you guys. I hope you're ready. You ready? Here we go. Welcome to Jazzy Conversations. I'm T. And I'm Gigi. And G, I'm excited. Look who we have on the screen. The lovely. Lovely love in hip hop. Tara. <laughs> uh, no turning back. She has a lot of things going yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> Tara, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you guys for having me. How you doing? I'm well. How are you? All is well. We we're, are well. We are well. Where are you checking in from? I'm in I'm in Queens, New York. All oh. right, all right. I was looking because you're looking awfully tropical. <laughs> oh, you, well, I I dressed up for you guys. There I you love go. it. I love it. <laughs> you know, I was like, I was like rushed to doing my makeup. I'm like, wait a minute, is this on camera? I'm like, let me get myself together. I, I can't. I, you know, I, you know, you gotta look the the best you can. You look beautiful. That's my. You girl. are Thank glowing. You. Tara, thanks for coming Thank on. You. That's my buddy. We had so much fun working together last week. We're going to get into that. Yes. But yeah. before we get into that, we're going to go through the process. I want people, and I know a lot of people watching knows who you are. But however, we want to start from the beginning. We want to go back all the way to the beginning and bring it up until today. All right. Sounds good? So that, that's giving me like the Betty Wright vibes. Like the some people have to go a little bit further than others. Yes, <laughs> so, so I want you to tell, so tell us where you tell originally from, tell us where you were born and raised, uh, siblings. Tell us the background. Um, well, I was accidentally born in Gainesville, Florida, but I was raised in Mississippi. Oh, okay. I was, I was only in Gainesville for a very short period of time. And then it was, it was like a sheer accident. And then I came back to Mississippi where, you know, I was in Mississippi from 76 to summer of 99 when I moved to New Brunswick, New Jersey. So what do you, when you say accidentally, that, that, <laughs> but y'all were on vacation, your parents were, were taking a trip, what happened? You know, I think my mother, my mother got angry with my father, called herself leaving him for like the hundredth time. Oh my God. And, <laughs> and so she went to Gainesville, which is what she always did. Mm -hmm. And, um, because some of my family, her her mom's sister left Mississippi and, uh, you know, migrated to Florida, um, Gainesville, Florida at the time. That was like a, you know, those jobs like, you know, that people who didn't move to Detroit or they didn't move to Chicago. Mm -hmm. um, there were places for black people to work and have like middle class lives and right. buy a house right. and actually have a, a decent living. So my aunt was there and my my mother would visit her often. Um, because my aunt, this is just way too much, but my aunt her, and my grandmother, they were twins and they were both blind. So my mother would kind of go back and forth to help the, oh, help them okay. both of them out. And so I was born there. And some of my earliest childhood memories of eating ice cream, of eating popsicles was on the porch in Gainesville, Florida. Wow. wow. So yeah. Accidental Floridian. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yes. 
country girl, country girl. <laughs> right, right. So, so, Mrs. But, you know, I was in. I, I'm from Macomb, Mississippi. I um, I grew up in a in the country in this country town called JS. Okay. And um, uh, after high school, I went to Jackson State. At the end of Jackson State, it's like, okay, what am I doing next? I didn't know what grad school I wanted to go to, so I needed like a filler, you know, in the meantime to figure out what school I wanted to go mm-hmm. to in terms of like getting an MFA. And I ended up interning at Crossroads Theater, which is like one of the few black regional theater companies at that, that was left at the time. And they, I mean, it was just like a, I, I interned that year, which was like phenomenal. It was just so many people in and out. Andre DeShields, um, Leslie Uggam, Stephanie Mills. Wow. Um, and I was like this little intern that did all the things that the machines were supposed to do, uh-huh. but they were running out of money. So I was the machine. There you go. I broke I broke my nose there. Like, you know, I was like just pounding the pavement. Wow. Um, after that, I did like a summer stock at Vassar College. And then um, you said I, Vassar. I, you said Vassar at Vassar. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. And then uh, that summer and uh, like for the end of the year of that internship, though, I was auditioning for graduate schools. I was really wanting to go to Rutgers. I didn't get in. <sighs> But I did get into the new school, so that's where I started after Vassar at the new school, and I got my master's there. Wow! So you, yeah, you made the educational rounds. Absolutely. You were no stranger to work. Yeah, right, right. Mm-hmm. So Tara, when you was school back, and work. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. When you were back in Mississippi, you started taking acting classes while you were at Jackson State. Well, I majored in theater at Jackson State. Oh. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Nice. Now, was that an interest that started budding in college, or did you? already have some experience in high school or in the younger grades? I did have some experience in high school. So in high school, you know, first of all, I'm in, like, I grew up in this very, very small Southern town. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's saying a lot without saying a lot, but you know, <laughs> we had every year they had a musical and every year they had a play. And then we, there was this club called forensics and forensics is where you would, compete like in uh, like oral interpretation or you would write speeches or um, just all things dealing with, you know, acting mm-hmm. and the and voice and speech kind of. But that was like the closest club that identified with what I wanted to do from kindergarten. Yeah. Like I've always wanted to be an actor right. and I would be practicing my soap opera kiss in kindergarten at the Catholic <laughs> school. I would get in trouble, you know. So I've, I've always kind of known that I've not kind of, I've always known I want to be an actor. It was just like uh, the weird thing to say in such a small town. Mm. Right, right. Wow. Now I have a real quick, I have one of my immediate friends who's going to be watching this. You know what they're from? I'm going to see if you ever heard of it. Carthage, Mississippi. You ever heard of Carthage? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of Carthage for now, sure. That's a very small town from what I from what I understand from her. Yeah, that- yeah, for sure. I think my first roommate in college was from Carthage. Oh, wow, wow. Yeah. Okay. I have never been. To, no, no, no. Never been to Mississippi. Yeah. Never been to Mississippi. Oh, yeah. You, you guys have to come down. You, you, you really have to come down. I heard, I've heard it's beautiful. I've heard the food is good. You you'll leave with with another notch in your belt. So I, I have no, I'm no for stranger sure. to eating. I, I like to go to a place and eat good food, so. So Tara, let's do so you, I, I love crawfish, so I'm playing it close. Like I should be home right now. Like it's crawfish season. Mm. So I like to go home during crawfish season and like enjoy like a couple weeks of just eating crawfish. That sounds good. So to the me. transition, you went to Vassar, so you came up to New York. So how did that transition happen? So you were in Mississippi, 
Bring so us I, well, I actually I went to Jackson State. So when I finished yeah. Jackson State, I did the intern. So Vassal was just like a summer stock. It was like uh, just based around theater and and um, and uh, like classes would start, let's say eight in the morning. Okay. And you would start with like voice and speech or acting, and then you would kind of be in class all day. After you finish your classes, then you go and work on. Uh, they put up four shows in this in that summer season, okay. and then you would go to rehearsals for your for your whatever show you were cast in. And then during that time, there would be professional shows that came, and we would you know go and watch those shows and be a part of those or help out. And uh, but it was just like us. The summer was just filled with like theater, and it was like your time to be. I think the play I did was Antigone, and I was. I didn't have a big part, but I wanted to be seen. So I remember my, I was just like in the chorus and I chose to be like this pregnant chorus girl. I'm like, you will see me. I'm the only <laughs> pregnant chorus, chorus girl. Right. I'm going to make a solo like, some I kind of way. I was like, oh, so much scandal. Like, like who got her pregnant? Like, oh, what's going on here? You know, so it, I mean, it was so much fun. But Vassar, I have to tell you, Vassar was so scary. I couldn't sleep. I felt like the ghosts of, of old were like roaming the halls. I slept with my lights on and I was up every morning at seven without an alarm clock. That was the, the only time that's ever happened in my life. Wow. But just because it's such an old place, is that? Or... It's such an old place. At that time, like, I didn't know that, you know, you could be sensitive to energies and stuff. I wasn't really educated on that kind of thing. So I, you just feel like just all spirits in the place. And it, it was just like, I was just awake all the time, like afraid to go to sleep. Cause I'm oh like, my. yeah, it was, I mean, it was fun, but it was interesting. All right. <laughs> Sounds all right. interesting. So, so after Vassar, <laughs> let's, so we're going to transition after Vassar. What happens mm -hmm. in Tara Wallace's life after that? What happens? Um, I started the new school and uh, uh, the actor studio drama school. Okay. So, um, you know, that that was pretty much, you know, just acting all day, acting and dance all day. We took dance at Al Bailey uh, in the mornings. And then, you know, your acting class pretty much starts at 930 on uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And you're just in class all day, you know, from acting, theater history, voice and speech, um, movement, Alexander technique, you know. The works. Now, a lot of people don't know this about her because mm -hmm. we're going to transition into love and hip hop. Mm -hmm. But look at her background. She's a real actress. Absolutely. You know, a she trained studied, she's and studied yes. actress. And That's she's right. about to be on the, the, the hit TV yeah. show coming out next year. So, all right. So, Tara, moving forward, love, yeah. and, love and hip hop. How does that happen? How does that transition? How do you wind up going on to love and hip hop? So, you know, that's a pretty interesting transition because it's just something I never thought I would do. Um, I had just so happened to be watching Love and Hip Hop at the time because I was working in the restaurant industry as most actors, like transitioned quite well. <laughs> and so my off days were Sunday and Monday. So I'd watch the show, but I thought it was pretty obnoxious. You know, I was just like, oh my God, like these girls are crying over these dudes. Is it really that serious? You know, <laughs> had had no idea, no idea, <laughs> you know, and so, I was even, I think I was like two hours late to the interview. I, I didn't even take it serious. You know, um, at this time, my kid's father, Peter and I had been dating for many years okay. and he had done like a scene the year before. So he was like, you know, these people from VH1, I want to meet you. And I was like, for what? So I, he'd never watched the show, but I had. So I was like, who are we replacing? Like the boring couple? Cause I'm like, we don't do anything. I go to work. 
know, you go to the studio. You don't kids. bring the drama, right? Because you need drama, no, right? I was like, we don't bring no drama. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I entered that. So, so I went to the interview. They just, you know, asked me questions about our history. And I told them and um, next, you know, we we're like filming, you know, so I'm trying to go along with the process. But in terms of reality TV, you know, because I was an actor, you know, we need every excuse in the world to to, to understand why we're not working. It's like we're not working because of uh, reality TV, <laughs> you know, just anything to justify why we don't work. Right. Why we didn't get the job. And so it, it was not anything I took serious. You know, I just I just kind of jumped in blindly. It was just like, OK, whatever. Yeah, let's film, let's film, let's film. And then I start really paying attention to people's energy around me, how they moved around me, like little whispers in my ear. And I'm like, you know, like kind of what, what, what? Like, what are the, so what are they preparing me for? Why, why did you just say that to me? Like, what's happening? Mm -hmm. So, you know, and then I go to work one day and then, you know, <laughs> no drama to all, miss, miss no drama to all the drama. Goodness. Oh my god. Now that show. <laughs> yeah. That show popularity wise. Now for you, how did that change your life? How did that totally like your popularity went through the roof? Like how did that change? Um, you know what? It was funny because at that time I was working in like I was working at STK, which at that time was like one of the hottest restaurants okay. in New York. So it's like you can't you can't come here and have a good time without knowing me, right? So I already had like this thing like people knew me. And I, I I don't even think I took that serious and knew that popularity would come with that. Wow. And so, um, and then I was still trying to battle, you know, like, am I going to let my job go for, to do reality TV? Cause I was still working. The show was on, my life was changing. People were kind of beginning to recognize me and I was still going to work every day. Mm. I was like, I work too hard for this health insurance. I'm not too bad. <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right, so, <laughs> so, you know, I, you know, and then it became like, everybody's like, what's happening in your life again? Like people just couldn't believe it. So I, I think though, for the first time in my life, I was kind of stuck because like, although all of these things were happening emotionally, I was really messed up and didn't know how to process that because things were in a microwave and they were happening so fast. Mm. So I was going through the motions, obviously, because we had signed this contract. But at, but in my real life, I'm having a really hard time processing what's happening and that the person that I'm sleeping with every night just brought me on TV to tell me some crazy stuff. So it was it was a it was a rough journey. Like when I look back on it and how much I was probably suppressing because I wasn't I just couldn't take that blow all at once. Right. That and, sounds like um, yeah. So I think that, I think that had I known I could have prepared better business wise, but I was just kind of like thrown to the wolves mm -hmm. and it was like deal. And it's like, like, it's like real, some real stuff happening here in my real life. Mm. And, and people want to know. And so on the show, it was kind of like, yes, we understand you're hurt. But where do you want your story to go? Mm. <laughs> it was like, what? So it was like, you know, it was just like if you can imagine a fast track doctorate program in, in like nine months, you know. <laughs> that I was is amazing. Trying so, to process. Let me ask you, Tara, is there anything that you've taken from that experience as as a as a lesson, <laughs> as a positive lesson, as as something that you grew through because of love and hip hop? Um 
Well, I always look at it as positive. You know, sometimes like you have to hear and see stuff a certain way mm -hmm. to believe it to believe it to be true. You know, um, you have to you have to uh, be in positions where you can see people for who they really are to kind of wake you up out of whatever road you're going down, because it is, may not be your wh whether it's not like it's time for your journey to change. Mm -hmm. It's time for you to get off that track and hop on another one and maybe you're on the wrong track and you need to be pushed off. So that's what I took it as. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think, though, one of the things that it gave me was that, you know, Sometimes when you have children and you're working, you kind of get caught up in that, in that just taking care of the family. But sometimes you have to be pushed off. It's like, no, this is not your journey. Get up, wake up. Oh, that resonates. And, yes. <laughs> and so I, you know, from that, I took, for me, there are no no's. Like mm. after that is like, there's no, no. Like if you don't want me, you say you don't want me, but there's no, no. I don't want to hear there's a deadline. If you want me, the, 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 the deadline doesn't exist. So I started moving in that kind of energy. Like, mm. This is what I want to make it happen. Or if you can't make this happen, then maybe we're just the wrong energy. It's the wrong fit. Mm -hmm. And I think being in that allowed me to um, own my confidence mm -hmm. and, um, and you know, start seeing people. Like, people can love you, but they have their own thing going on that they're, yeah. that they're battling. Yeah. And I think that maybe at that time, I just didn't think that would exist because I was just like, we're in love. Like, we're great. We're good. And it's like, no, we ain't. <laughs> I love it. You came out of yeah. it empowered, stronger. I, that that's an yeah. amazing narrative. I love that. But it, I mean, you know, I'm not. I'm not saying it didn't come without tears because you know people always think like a, you know, it, it came with a lot of tears, some heartache, and you know, you know, throwing some things. Ooh, growth and learning almost always does, right? Like we find that yeah. out. It certainly always does. Yes. Now, Tara, how many seasons did you do on that show? Um, I. I did five seasons on that show and I did um, two years ago, I did love and hip hop, the family reunion. So mm -hmm. a total of six years. Wow. Mm -mm -mm. That's a, that's a long time for something you just kind of tripped into. Right. <laughs> right. right. Now, once it was over, Tara, we go back to what was the transition? You go back to acting. Well, I, I never left acting. I was always auditioning. Um, I think that I've had, I've had, always kind of had to readjust. And I, I think what's happened sometimes, is like when you do reality TV, it does open the door to so many things and you kind of get lost in that. So you're, you're constantly kind of snapping yourself back to what's my purpose, what's my purpose. You know, this isn't working out. That's not working out. It's like, let me get back. Let me, let me make sure I'm auditioning more. Um, so I don't think I ever really strayed away from it. It was just about managing the time between filming and stuff but like once it was over then it became you know finding someone i trust in this industry to help me get work mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i think that it was interesting when i started loving hip-hop because i feel that the record industry at that time had taken a, a huge hit so you were kind of filtering through people who were no longer in the industry but had connections and thought like hey why don't we go to reality tv and start helping there mm -hmm. so it's really trying to filter through all of that and getting the right people in your circle um um because that's really important especially when you know you're not coming from like some type of child stardom or like a family member that's like gunning for you hard it's like really finding a team that's filtering through the crap so that you can get the job mm -hmm. and you know i think that's kind of like you know you know, kind of, you know, even like where I am now, like making sure there are always good people around, making sure that if I don't get the job, it's not anything negative. And also knowing that, you know, if that's the impression of people, 
it, sometimes I feel like it can be hard for people to give you another shot in a different space, even though that was your lane all together. Mm, mm-hmm. I wow. love it. I yeah. love it. Do, do you encounter people that think they know you because they, they've seen you on reality TV? Yeah, for sure. I do. I do encounter that a lot. And how does and, that look? How does that look? Uh, well, it depends on the day, you know, like I'm, you know, I try to be true to myself. So some days I'm, I can be moody about it and snap at somebody. And some days I'm just like, whatever. It just depends on, I think the, how the person approaches me or, or the interaction with the person. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's like this, this, this idea that I was just like, um, so burdened or bogged down that I couldn't see my way through. And it's like, I'm from Mississippi. I've come from much harder times. Like mm. I failed really, or like that I'm angry and bitter and, or that I'm spiteful. And I'm like, it was none of those things. You know, it was just me trying to work through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and working through that may not have been what other people thought was right, but it was what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So everything that happened is, is what I chose consciously and had nothing to do with the situation, it had everything to do with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. And we all and go so, through it, but we're not being recorded. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or even when I chose to have Gunner, people thought, oh, it's spiteful. I was like, it's not spiteful. It's like, this is the sole person I've been with for 12 years. This mm-hmm. is like a process. So we were still, even though all this craziness was still going on, the energy and the love was still there, even though we were trying to fight against it. You know, it was like mm-hmm. no malice, but 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 in my head, it's like, you can't do all this crazy shit to me. And it's now I'm supposed to play by the rules so everyone can be happy. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, like no. Yeah. You get to be a you get to be a whole person. That's yeah, I get right. to be a whole yeah. person. Mm-hmm. And I get to make I get to make mistakes in it or or things that uh, or not even mistakes. I get to go through it the way I feel that's mm-hmm. necessary. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's what I did. And that's I do fair. I did that unapologetically, you know. It, and I tell mm-hmm. people if that was the concern, I live in New York City, you know, the clinics are open twenty four hours. <laughs> <laughs> so Tara, okay. Now, I want to transition. I know you did. He's, he couldn't wait for me to stop Listen, asking you questions. No, no, no. I want you to keep going. <laughs> so now, you audit. Okay, first of all, let's back up. Are you with the same mm-hmm. management and agent from Love & Hip Hop that you have now? No. So when I was with uh, Love & Hip Hop, I didn't, I didn't have an agency that I work with. I... Um, I, I filter through that. And that's, that's another thing. Like sometimes like people, you know, you got to really filter through what you really need. Um, so most of the things I did with my lawyer at the time. And so the lawyer that I had at the time was Ed Woods. Ed Woods is, uh, you know, he was, um, he started a, a, you know, a law group with young black lawyers that managed bad boys and were very like, you know, forward in the industry in terms of law and I work with Ed Wood. So we would literally sit down and go over my contracts and really go over the things that I wanted to do. And he would use like his connections to help me get to the next level um, and, or get to different jobs or, or, or wherever I was trying to go. So that's what, that's what I, what was best for me. Okay. You know, sometimes I meet people, they'll do, you know, some reality TV and they're like, you know, do I need a PR agent? And I'm like, well, you really can't afford the PR that you really need. So no, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's like, it's like, it's like, I I try to help people. And it's like, look, the moment people smell, like there's a check coming, all these people come to take that check, Mm -hmm. but that show is going to run for, you know, if you're lucky, you get 12 weeks of it, 13 weeks. Cause that's like one week. That's like a, a silent week that they'll play a rerun. Um, so you get 13 weeks if you're lucky 
And that 13 weeks comes and goes and you'll be back to your original, your, your first job before you realize it. Mm -hmm. And um, the PR that you really need, you cannot afford. Mm -hmm. And so no, just ride the wave, mm -hmm. build relationships with the PR company, with whatever network you're on and let that person help you. Mm -hmm. There you go. Mm -hmm. Good yeah. advice. Very excited, Gina. Mm -hmm. We're very excited because Come next on. year, 2024. Tell us about it. She's going to yeah. be on a big TV show. Yes. And listen, yeah. I'm very excited. How did that process look for you? No turning back. How was that phone call? How did you go up into for the audition uh, to work with Don Q and Dale Staley? How did that mm. look? So, you know what? When I got the call, um, I was working with the, the Talent Connect, um, uh, Ronald Woodall, and... I was in Mississippi when they called me. They'd seen some, I guess, some other work that I'd done, and they called me to cut. They they said, "Would I come back to New York to do it?" And I was like, "Yeah." So I was in I was in the middle of a storm in Mississippi, wow. to you know when we first filmed, and I and I was able to get a flight back, and we came, and we just we just worked, you know. Um, I tried to come in as prepared as possible, you know, because this I feel like this was like my first time you know, being in, in an environment that wasn't like so, so structured and people figuring it out and, and Dale is filming out of a state that he's not familiar with. Yeah. And so I just try to be open and you just remember some of the things that my acting coach says, it's like, you know, sometimes you just got to go over to the side and reconnect with what's going on. So that you're ready to go when it's time to go. Um, so, you know, I just try to be as flexible as possible. And even, even, you know, a couple of weeks ago when, when we met last week, actually, yeah. um, it was still again like trying to be as flexible as possible, like you know, not not coming in with what we think should happen, but like just try to be open, and let's see where it goes. That's that's what I try to do. Because if you if you, I feel like if you do that, then you don't you don't set yourself up for failure. It's like let's let's if this is not happening, let's move to the next thing. Let's just get it done, and um, so we can create an amazing product. Okay. Oh. Bend, you'll yeah. break. So yeah. be flexible. We, can you yeah. tell folks about the project? Because let's let, yeah. Tara tell us about the project. Um, so no turning back. Um, so Don, who um, big shout out, who is from Newburgh. Big shout out to Don. Um, you know, I think he is telling the story based on some things of his real life that happened in Newburgh, mm -hmm. um, which was upstate. We did go up there and we filmed, and we we actually we filmed like you know kind of guerrilla style and what was really happening, and it was mm. it was kind of scary because we're like. You know, I don't think um, uh, we were expecting it. it was like late night. And so anyway, Don is telling the story of things that, are, that are, you know, the story of, you know, based on some things that have actually happened in his life about this young kid trying to leave, leave, uh, did some time in jail. Um, he's trying to leave the the, the life. Mm -hmm, and this mm -hmm. one thing is pulling him back in. And that one thing, you know how it goes, you know, you think this is going to be simple. And it's never that simple. And, you know, he's coming back um, to do this last job, but things have changed. You know, there are new people on the block. You got to get to know these people. And that's where you run into the conflict. So um, I think it's a great project. I think, you know, he loves writing. You can tell um, he's very hands on. If I have any questions, you know, about the character in terms of where he saw it, that if I'm confused, he's open to have the conversation. And I thought Don was like really just trying to connect with all the actors individually um, in telling the story. Oh, so nice. I thought it was great. He I also love Dale Steely too, because Dale, 
Dell is like really open to you really trying to find who the character is, not coming in over directing or really telling you what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have the questions you can ask, but I feel like there was a lot of like, um, a lot of freedom to kind of explore, mm -hmm. you know, if you didn't like something, if you like something, um, you know, where you wanted to go with that. So I, I, I really enjoyed it. It's been, it's been a great experience. Oh my goodness. Last, mm -hmm. so last weekend, real quick. So Dale State says, oh, we're waiting for Tara. She's, she took an Uber. She's on the way. So we're in a room. We have Don Q, the yeah. executive producer, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Dale Staley, the director, producer, Vince Ward, your partner, my buddy Vince, yes. uh, Darlene, Jessica, and everyone's there, right? Yeah. So finally, Tara shows up and she comes through the door. Everybody's like, hey, Tara, hey, how you doing? Now I'm the new guy on set. Uh -huh. She knows everyone there. She looks at me and goes, do I know you? <laughs> I'm like, do I know you? <laughs> and we became friends immediately uh, after that. And so on. It's hard not to be friends with Teeth, by the way. So no, Teeth. Teeth had a very familiar face, so I was like, I felt like I met him before. Mm. So you know, and like what what I what I never try to do is act like I know someone. I try to be real. I'm like, I feel like I know you, and where? Mm -hmm. I, it, because you know. If you've met someone before, you guys have a relationship, you want to make sure you acknowledge that. I, I just try to be genuine in every situation. And Teeth had a very familiar face. Like, I knew him. Right, right. And I'm like, Do and I, I remember you? we did the scene at, a, at the strip club. And I'm like, is is he the gentleman from the strip club? And I'm like, but, and that day was crazy. Because oh, people day. going, like, it was such a crazy day. So I wanted to make sure that if he was from the strip club, I didn't just, I'm like, I think I, and I, I felt like I did. He's like, no, I don't think so. And so it's it started from there. So, Let me put this commercial break in for your wife. We talking about the strip club in the movie. There you go. All right. <laughs> yes, exactly, Tara. What you doing, Tara? Let me tell you, Chief. I got a real lap dance at the strip club. I got a real lap dance. <laughs> Like, yes. and they cut, they cut a couple of times. I was uh, like, oh, she's going to dance with me again? Oh, uh, yeah, because Shima going to be like, oh, strip club. I know, Shima, I got you. I got you. Hey, Tara, <laughs> listen, thank you so much for coming on. This has been amazing. Tara, Vince Ward, we have so much. Darlene, we got to give a big shout out to Darlene, Jessica. Uh, us four, we all just kind of just clicked together. Yeah. We had a great time yeah. that day. Uh, just a lot of fun. And everything you said about Don Q and Dell is true. Just great people let you do your thing, but they want you to be professional, but come do your thing. So uh, we had a great time that day. So I just want to thank you for coming on. Uh, but make sure you guys you guys have to check out Teeth because like he was sitting over quiet. <laughs> and when his scene showed up, I have to tell it, tell it. <laughs> Oh, I, I mean, I was like, I mean, I was kind of thrown off. Like, you know, he, like, he took the, like, let's say, for instance, we we are we are at a six and we going. Teeth came on and took it to like an eleven. There, that's and my was, teeth. Like, every, when Teeth came on, everybody just stopped and turned around. Phones came. I think I filmed that scene. I haven't filmed in my phone about five times. Yeah, Darlene did too. But I it was like I break your. I don't even want to say the words, but it, it got it, it got intense. So you guys have to wait to see it. It I got so intense. It. I, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see I it. I appreciate that. Now, Tara, before we go, my partner has three important questions to ask you. Okay. So the question is, name for us your top three podcasts that you either subscribe to or listen to on the regular. Um, so, um, obviously you guys, ah, give it ding, up ding, 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 
Um, so I'm, I'm I, okay. So I'm, I'm so bad with this, and I, I was supposed to write them down, and I forgot last night. I, you know that I, I thought I was going to write like, like things like this down in case someone asked me. Um, but I love, I do love Joe Rogan. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there is a podcast, a beauty podcast that I watch with Melissa. I think it's Melissa G. Sese. And it's a beauty podcast that I watch that I really enjoy. But um, um, yeah, I, I but but uh, uh, you know, I like to like listen as I'm getting dressed. You know, sometimes you just kind of turn it on and you just listen. And sometimes I'm not sure, you know, if I'm listening to, you know, the, the exact names. I'm, I'm really bad about that. But it's <laughs> it's because you know I'm getting old. The rabbit getting old. Doesn't show. We're we're just glad to have made the list, Tara. Absolutely. I have to say, I I am personally wishing you much prosperity with your career. May the sky be the limit and beyond. You've been an amazing guest. Absolutely. Fantastic. Absolutely. So, Thank you, Tara. Thank there, you. Is there anything else you would like to talk about? This open dialogue that you got going on. Uh, in your life, writing books? Are you any other movies besides the one coming out? What are you, anything you want to discuss? Um, right now, believe it or not, I'm I'm working on a beauty podcast. Okay. I was gonna say <laughs> you need to be doing your own beauty podcast, my friend. Yeah. So so basically, the research in the podcast, even though I'm saying this, so I have started to do research in podcasts and just listen to what's you know what's being done, and it's really important that you listen because then that that's how you kind of create your your own lane. Um. So I've been doing research in that. And um, just this idea that, you know, um, you know, we need more, even women of color, like in terms of the beauty space, like we need more and we know a lot and we need to start sharing a lot. Mm -hmm. um, also, you know, it's like this great world of creators. So I've been working with uh, my partner at his actually creative agency helping to manage some of the the creators and just understand like what's happening in this world believe it or not um, in this space of creator creatives and in in, in influencers um it's a great lane and it's now not geared toward like celebrities or people who've been on reality tv it's geared toward people who have created content based on the things that they love mm -hmm. and that's just created a, a huge new you know, I don't want to say job, but just a huge new space to create mm -hmm. and, you know, trying to just function in that space. I think it's like beautiful. So I've kind of enjoyed that. I always kind of like behind the scenes and learning things as much as I can to take along with when I'm creating my own stuff. Um, and uh, I have a dear friend, Autumn Degbo, who is um, her dresses are everywhere now. She's in Neiman. She's in Nordstrom. So I've like, taken some time to to start uh, helping her and working with her, just 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 trying to help out where I can, like because some of these people you start out together and you guys kind of venture out, but you know as things are a little bit slow for me because I'm home with the boys as well as auditioning, I go and help and learn as much as possible, and I think that's that's kind of what we always have to just be in a space of learning, mm -hmm. um, and uh, so that's what I've been doing. Tara, thank you so much for coming on. On behalf of Jazzy Conversations, I'm Teef. And I'm Gigi. Tara, have a great night. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, y'all. We'll see you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Ah, oh, gee. Teef. Amazing, because I'm glad everyone got to know Tara Wallace. Absolutely. Not just loving hip-hop. Exactly. And like, we learned a lot. We, I learned a lot about her, and really just hearing 
her journey, which Absolutely. is what we do here, That's right? We Hearing That's her journey. Do. Absolutely. Yes. And I can't wait to uh, see the project. Oh, I can't wait to see. Oh, yeah. She was amazing. She's yeah. amazing. But to know that she went to school and she studied and she took, mm -hmm. you know. I, I did not know that. Oh, absolutely. I love to hear those stories, yeah. just like you. I, and like I, you. I love that she was dishing the dirt on you. I love, I love to hear about behind the scenes, don't, teeth don't magic. <laughs> Listen, we have an amazing show next week. On behalf of Jazzy Conversations, I'm Teef. And I'm Gigi. Have a great night, guys. Take care.